What's up, everyone? Welcome to our review of WandaVision, Episode 3. You could find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I'm joined by my good friend, John, and we're going to talk about this episode, but it will be spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, run away. This is not spoiler-free. We're going to be full-blown spoilers, so if you don't want to hear it, go watch the episode, then come back and listen to us. Sound good? Savvy? We good? All right, cool. John, how you doing? Man, I am here for this. This show is weird. It is unlike anything we've ever seen before. But the more I see it, and the more it reveals, uh, like what the end game of the show is, the more I I get into this. Man, I'm ready to talk about it. Yes, let's do that. Uh, a couple of facts before we continue. So once again, this is directed by Matt Shockman, written by Jack Schaefer and Cameron Squires, and uh, one of the other actors that's in this. Obviously, we get. We get Elizabeth Olsen, we get, you know, Paul Bettany, and more emphasis, we get uh, Tenoya Paris, who plays Geraldine, who's pretty pivotal to this uh, episode. And let's just go through our initial thoughts. John, what did you think? I thought it was, it's definitely, you're starting to see the cracks uh, form a lot more um, in the reality that she has formed. And um, I, I think that initial, like, first three quarters of the episode was just it was that goofy kind of slapstick funny kind of humor um definitely a um uh um yeah like like a take on the like the classical like 70s 80s kind of tv show brady bunch Um, brady bunch that's the word i was looking for i was like he's got it he's got he don't got (laughs) vamping (laughs) vamping um but yeah so then by the end of it you start to see um wanda really take control of the reality you see uh, Geraldine get evicted. Um, Vision, even you start to see how he might be more of a um, like a um, I don't know. He might be part of the whole uh, reality that she has created. He might even might might not even be himself um, because of the resets that she's kind of done. Um, so it's it's really starting to come together, and I think every episode we get from here on out is just going to continue seeing the reality crumble and we're going to start getting more of of real life and more of sword uh, more backstory with them uh so i I don't know man like i'm just every every episode so far has just wanted me or has made me want even more the next one well for me this is the episode that made me feel that way uh as we discussed in our last review episodes one two were good I, i won't deny that but they didn't really hook me and this is what this episode is where it is where it does hook you and i find it kind of upsetting that disney didn't release episodes one two and three to the public because they did it for critics and that's why it got great reviews from critics and actually that's why some normal audiences that i've been hearing from people on the internet were just like this show doesn't really hook me kind of sucks and i think the reason is is that you didn't get this last episode in the series dump to begin with the season premiere dump of one two and three you only got one two and i would have fallen off if i wasn't really into the mcu as i am right now so this was the strongest episode because it does push along the plot you do see more cracks you do see wanda and vision have this struggle of what is real what isn't real and you see it through geraldine and her amazing performance uh tenoya paris just does a great job and her dynamic with wanda and that scene about you know her brother Mm -hmm. and uh, bringing up Ultron. It was great. And 
also other things outside of outside of that interaction that acting scene was definitely the costume design extremely extremely impressive the detail of outfits uh geraldine's outfits were her outfit was fantastic she had the 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 small fro like her her top her bell bottom you know pants were just awesome i loved every aspect of it the colors that they used in the set designs and even the makeup that geraldine has just made me feel like oh this is totally 70s they hit the vibe so well i think her character and embodied it more so than elizabeth olsen's uh or a little bit more than wanda and and i think uh the choices that they did for paul bettany's uh costume design was also really really good uh just not on the level of geraldine i think it was they did a great job job with that yeah especially going from the first two episodes being in black and white to then like you said like having such vibrant colors like this is obviously like such a large growth in the world that they've created um and and just the escalated um birthing episode that we've had i uh, i don't know man i just okay I, we gotta we gotta st- stick to the script because i could i could write about this stuff for hours <laughs> so with sticking to the step let me uh we talked about our initial thoughts i think we both liked it but tell me what you think about the kids geraldine getting yeeted out of reality what did you think about <laughs> what did you think about the the plot of this episode I I think this is where we're we're starting to see the true colors of of the reality that she's built. Mm-hmm. Um, where I mean, because Tommy and, and um, uh, Billy uh, are wicked speed from the comics, so uh, this is like confirmation. This is who they are. Um, that could lead into a much darker storyline down the road, depending on what direction they take it with. Um, uh, but the the fact that um one like i think i think these kids are real i don't think they're part of the construct um i i'm questioning whether or not vision is real or not but um the 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 eating as you said <laughs> geraldine um uh, like i said like we, we continue to see how much control whether it be conscious or subconscious um but how much control wanda has over the world that she's created and the fact that like she started kind of twisting into uh like remembering her brother and sokovia and singing those sokovian songs to her kids um and reminiscing about what ultron did and and starting to have to process that loss that she had immediately kicked in that survival mode and rather than warp reality to where geraldine doesn't remember or is like maybe a different character in this she's just completely gone um any anything that helps distort the reality that she's created she just removes completely like a parasite or like a virus um and and i'm starting you're starting to see like the malicious intent behind her character now yeah and and with that i think the writing here takes some odd choices that i don't necessarily like i do enjoy you seeing more cracks more major cracks when it's you know vision figuring out like what is going on when agnes and and herb are talking uh near the near the driveway and he's trying to figure out what's going on they're being very secretive and they mention like agnes doesn't have a home she doesn't have a house we don't know who she is and you know that you know brings us back to geraldine kind of getting caught and talking about ultron and you know wanda confronting her about it getting very defensive and asking for answers and geraldine's trying to deflect Hence, she gets yeeted out of the reality, which I enjoyed seeing. I really loved 
that scene where she's in the grass and here come all the soldiers who are probably from sword they all work together or something yeah and they play the monkeys and daydream believer and i just loved that music choice so much i i cannot commend them enough because it just made me give that feel of like this is modern this is a modern production of film and we get that splice of classic old school music not not classical obviously but that that old rock time that was more uh, definitive to that time you know that 70s feel and so i really enjoyed that but i just don't like how they're doing how they rewinded for paul bettany's character for vision when he's talking to wanda when he's figuring it out like what is this wanda do you really think we're in our own reality and they just do a hard cut to him redoing that that line and i question is that is that because of the time in the 70s how they edit you know with their shows where it'd be a little odd or is that you know it just seems inconsistent because in the second episode when she sees the guy from sword in the beekeeper outfit we just do a complete rewind and you see the tape kind of rewind like it's in a vhs and then when we get the paul benny it had to cut and i had to rewind it on the player on the on the video player here for the disney plus i I had to look at it three times to look at the cut because it was so jarring to me i don't know what did you feel about that so that's what's giving it away that i think uh vision is not real i think he's part of the construct because when you had that in the second episode that was with a real person who had been trying to infiltrate the world and was kind of morphed into this beekeeper rather than somebody maybe like in a hazmat suit from the outside Um, So something that made sense in that reality. So rather than doing like a hard cut and just resetting, she had to rewind or um, distort the reality to where he wasn't there anymore. But with the vision, if it's just he and her, she can completely do a hard reset on the, on the conversation to reset that construct in her head. So if he's, if he's not real, then it doesn't matter if she has to rewind or cut it or however she does it. Um, She can just completely redo that entire start of the conversation because he's not there to rewind physically yeah i don't know just to me i didn't like that cut it just seemed so out of place even though i know this show is supposed to be weird and do different things kind of what we would expect from there and we've seen her rewind and change things before but well and i think it i think it matched the tone more because it was meant to be more jarring rather than like a like a slow rewind of of the situation she was in to show the control this was just saying like no this is immediately bad this needs to get fixed right now um and it's meant to not ease you into that transition it's meant to be this is different this is not right yeah well it's just the way it's executed it's a personal choice to me maybe other people loved it because i did really love what they did before you do the hard cut back was the music change where he's discovering what's going on the music is a little bit you know a little bit hopeful but as soon as he's talking about like don't you want to question your own reality and you could they do a pan shot or not a pan shot but they do a a close-up shot of of elizabeth olsen and her watching him figure it out and the music instantly switched to ominous and even without her changing much of her expression you know at that point she's fearful and then we get the hard cut and then his his tone and what he's talking about is changing he's more hopeful and then she's instantly happy and I just I don't know if that's a if that's a genre thing with, you know, how it's cut in the 70s, like I just said before, it just was jarring. And I don't know if it's meant to be jarring, but 
that's my only real critique of this episode because besides that it really hits on it for me and let's go a little bit further and you know how do you think the performances for each character are doing because i just think elizabeth olsen is easily the standout with how she handles the geraldine confrontation the pregnancy i already described her scene with uh vision and how the cues and the music and how she plays that scene really well with just her eyes you could just see the terror in her eyes and you know she's standing out incredibly in this show i mean what do you think about the other performances yeah i mean i think this this format this long form format is a great way to showcase the like you said like the acting chops of these people who haven't gotten a lot of like central storytelling screen time before um i i I definitely think um everyone's doing a phenomenal job um i think i i think i still think one of my favorites is is agnes so far and just like you can tell like she is i i don't think she's part of the construct i think she's real as well because in every every form that we've seen her she's had that same necklace of some kind um and i think it's some kind of magical charm that keeps her from being affected by the reality um but her you can tell that she is aware of what's happening and it's very subtle um but it's enough to know that she's not like everybody else that she hears things, she perceives things, and she immediately pivots the conversation to be to remain in control of the construct. Um, but like the the fact that all of the like a lot of these characters are able to use those subtle cues to just give that hint of like unease um, to the viewers to where like we we don't know what the story is, we don't know what's happening long term, but we know that something's not right based on their performance. Um, I, I think if you had. Um, I think if you had other actors in the situation, it would would not be as effective because these guys are just pulling it off so well that they can just give like the slightest little eye twitch and that can convey like this entire sense of um, like uh, chaos or like they're starting to see through the the illusion of it all. Yeah, going through acting again, like even when Herb is cutting into like the bushes and everything's fine. And then he starts cutting into like the stone wall that they have dividing their property. And Paul Bettany's looking at him like, what are you doing? He's just like, you know, trimming the hedges. And he's just like, continues to cut through the wall. The delivery of that is like, kind of like, oh, that's really funny. And also you're questioning the reality. Like, is this more, this is more of the break we see between him. And I'm so fascinated because you see, Paul Bettany give like a twinkle in his eye and a cock of his head being like, huh, I don't, I, all right, whatever. That's really odd. The, the subtleties and what the physical acting that we see from this is just phenomenal. It, it, it's really incredible. And even my, my favorite person in this was Elizabeth Olsen with how she handled the pregnancy and the, just the physical comedy of it all. But I, I also have to give a shout out to Geraldine just the way she 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 acts in that environment how she plays off elizabeth olsen and that's what happens when you have like actors who are phenomenal they play off each other and it feeds into a great performance and both of them just did very very well and i i wasn't as impressed with paul bettany in this uh tenori paris just killed it with elizabeth olsen and paul bettany even though he played detective a couple times and he gave some good cues i just think those two women are stand out so far in this episode uh taken in you know its own vacuum and its own context apart from episodes one and two i just think elizabeth olsen is just murdering this she's just killing it 
And that's the thing, like, I, I think the people that are aware of, or starting to get aware of what is happening around them, that's where they're, they're really able to shine. But I think the people that are, like, kind of entrenched in the reality that they're in, that they have to have a kind of goofy, like, nonsensical kind of acting style. Um, like you said, like, with Herb, like, he was very, just, like, completely oblivious to what he was actually doing. But it's, it's those moments when you start to see through that, that really stand out acting-wise for a lot of people. Yeah, it's like I'm thinking, is that like the reality and he's kind of like bugged out and he's just going through the stone instead of the hedges? Or is that just what people in the 70s would do? And it's kind of funny. It's like, it's like, is he an oblivious person or is this the construct of reality? Uh, and while we're at it, the jokes, when we get to Dottie and her husband, she's like, do these earrings make me look fat? And the lights <laughs> the cut out and you hear yeah. it say, oh, thank God. <laughs> honestly that actor gets the best cues in this in this series so far for comedy and i just i gotta give more props it's just so refreshing to have some really smart slapstick and situational comedy come through where it's not it, it's really changed from it's a different comedy that you see that we had in like the early 2010s where you have the hangover and and maybe like movies like Ted, where it's really referential to like, oh, you're going to be like this person and Donnie Darko, like, come on. Or, you know, nice reference, Big Lebowski, which we even like stand by Big Lebowski or whatever. When we watched in Endgame with Tony Stark and Thor, you yeah. know, where you have to understand the reference in this. It's, it's not referential. It's all situational where we'd all be that way, where it's just like, you know, if your wife looks at you and she's like, hey, honey does this necklace make me look fat? And you're just like, what do I say? <laughs> if we were put in that situation, we'd all have the same reaction. And I just, I can't, I cannot praise the, the writing. The normal writing in this is phenomenal. Uh, I just wish we got more cues in the other two episodes to the overlying plot. And that's why I am sucked in for episode three. That's why I think it's superior. But um, tell me, John, what did you think of all the set design, the colors, the costumes. Tell me what you thought. How did they handle that 70s aesthetic? Oh, I thought it was great. Like they're so good at at doing practical effect uh, practical effects, especially for these early era TV shows. Um, I mean, like you had kind of like the wire, uh, the, like the plates moving through a, or by a wire uh, when she was doing the dishes in the first episode. Um, for this one, when things were starting to go crazy with their powers, you had the the painting spinning on uh, on like a uh, like a point on the wall, and like you can just tell like it gives it so much more tangibility when it's practical, like it would have been in that era. Um, it's it's very true, like it, in the sense of like um, uh, like authenticity. It feels like Stranger Things in that they really spent a lot of time building the world. And thinking it all out step by step and how they're going to do this that's that's true to the era of its time um and i think that really comes through like you said like the costume design and the language that they use and the um and the set design um everything just really kind of pulls it all together for me yeah and it really is another standout thing about this series um you know everything is a compliment for this series i have my gripes but once again set design fantastic and what they did for Geraldine, like the eyeshadow that they gave her was just beautiful. And I just like, that feels 70s to me. <laughs> like if you watch, uh, what is it? Uh, Saturday Night Fever. And, and you see like what pe like what they people would wear to like discotheques and stuff like that. And you just see Geraldine's outfit. And I'm like, yes, yes, more of that. 
uh like the the in the color palettes that they take you know when you watch brady bunch and you see like those a lot of those gray and brown tones and then what people wear is a little bit more colorful you know i can't imagine what it would be with modern technology modern tech to capture that in a camera today the shot how much color would really pop out and it, it's incredible what they've done you know and you mentioned a lot of the devices that they use to to you know when it comes to like the vacuum pictures spinning stuff like that the different color palettes i loved what they did and i the the one thing that really got me in the set design was the backdrop for the driveway um it just felt like i was looking at a bob ross type of painting and mm -hmm. it just it looks like a real set like what you see and we've seen that in in the other episodes where it does feel like a very set backdrop the only thing that is kind of a little odd is how it doesn't feel completely brady bunch because they don't take like they do go back and forth between Geraldine's perspective and Elizabeth Olsen's perspective when talking about, you know, Geraldine's day and Elizabeth Olsen is, or, uh, Wanda I keep on seeing, switching them up, but when, <laughs> between Geraldine and Wanda, where she keeps on trying to get the, the attention away from the stork that's walking around. It is really funny and a little bit weird how they don't just keep on the, the Brady bunch perspective of we're looking at the whole house, you know, and maybe we take an, uh, uh, a close-in on someone's face at a 30-degree angle. Or why aren't Wanda and Geraldine, you know, looking at each other at a different angle so that we can have cameras, you know, move back and forth like they would in the, in the 70s. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it, well, there's, I don't think, there was no, there was no live studio audience for Brady Bunch, was there? Um, I, I believe so. It, was, um, it wasn't it wasn't like a, a pre-recorded laugh track uh, let me see we're gonna go ahead and look this up live on air yeah and all um, <laughs> but for for real i i really think they did an outstanding job with set design and you know what once again those backdrops are just hilarious i do i do want to note that i do have a problem with vision going to look for the doctor and it taking up like half the episode for him to come back i did i did think that was a little odd choice but i'm just at that point nitpicking finding something to be upset about with this show because i don't have a lot of gripes but it took him a long time to get to the doctor i'm like this is vision but at the same time if he is a construct as you're suggesting mm -hmm. of wanda's reality then of course it would take him less time you know he he's not he's not the vision that we know from the mcu where he'd get somewhere kind of like as superman would get across the world well, and we've never seen him run like that in any of the, the movies before. Um, he ran so like it would be in the 70s. Yeah, like that That made me think more of like that's what Wanda thinks that it would look like. Not like not like his power actually would be. Um, because like he, he is fast, but we've never like had it confirmed that he has super speed. Um, that's more of a, like her brother or her son's type of power. Um, which also there was one episode of the Brady Bunch that was filmed uh, in front of a live audience. The others were not though. Um, so maybe, but... maybe that's why they took that perspective. I haven't watched, maybe I haven't watched enough of the Brady Bunch to see like the backdrop of the other side, but I just don't remember that ever happening. Yeah. We, I just, that was a little odd thing, but besides that set design and the way they shot it. Fantastic. 
Yeah, 100%. Do you have any final thoughts on this episode? I I think I still hold fast to my theory from last time. Um, I will say, though, that I, um, I, I think the one major development is that I don't think that Vision is real. Um, I think we're going to get to the end and find out that she has just been, like, she's had his body, but has never been able to, like, actually revive him. And so this is how she was going to do it. Um, I, I do still think that, um, uh, like Agnes, I think she's working, she is either working for Mephisto or she is Mephisto, um, because we've never seen her husband. She keeps talking about the devil. It's all for the children. Maybe Ralph Um, is Mephisto. Maybe he is. Um, maybe she is Agatha Harkness, but I think in like true MCU style, I think they're going to take something um, like the Mephisto Agatha Harkness relationship or dynamic. And I think they're going to twist it into something we didn't expect initially um, because they've kind of like, it's strongly been hinted at the fact that she could be Agatha Harkness just based on her name and like her role so far. Uh, But I I think she is going to have a much more hands-on role in this entire show. Um, So I'm, I'm still, still of the belief that, wanda and mephisto are probably um both in control of the reality that it's not anybody's like seducing wanda into this that she is not under somebody else's control um i think she has she is fully aware of what's going on she's just in denial of of the grief that she has yeah well maybe i i i'm still still curious about how that is because even though there are a lot of co not coincidence, but a pointing of Agatha, Agnes, and Mephisto. We still haven't got a lot from the actual show that it's connected yet, even though it is a theory that you have. You know, everyone's allowed to have theories, and I think the internet is also latching onto that as well. Um, but so far, one I've seen in the series, I don't know yet. And personally, myself, I think the jury's still out on on uh, on Vision, figuring it out. I I still don't know if he is necessarily a true construct. You know, maybe there's a backup file of Jarvis somewhere and, you know, Wanda just took that and tried to recreate it because he is trying to figure it out. And it seems like everyone else in the construct has accepted their fate, like the doctor saying, well, we can't leave. And it's like he's accepted that fact. But it's interesting to me that Vision is trying to fight it. So it does give me a little bit of it does give me a little bit of a jury's out kind of feel for Vision being a complete construct maybe he's half and half i don't know and i think that when you're talking about agnes you know there's still there's still so much out there yet that we don't know there's just a lot of people connecting the dots of the comics which does happen in the mcu often because ken feige is the mastermind but i do really think it'd be funny if ralph was mephisto because she agnes just keeps on talking mad crap about (laughs) about ralph and I think it'd be very funny. It's like, oh, it makes sense because he's the devil. I don't know. And we yeah. haven't seen him yet. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I wonder, I personally, I wonder if he's even real or if this is her just kind of like putting on a facade there? of, I have a family. Of course I do. I'm a normal person. <laughs> yeah, there's there's also that. But uh, yeah, uh, with that, we look forward to our next episode. But before we get to that, I just want to say, uh, shout out to whoever's listening out there. Like, I think we had our thousandth 
or like we've passed the 1000 listens for our content and I should have said it on the podcast that we just recorded, but I just want to say thank you. And I'm John too. Like, thank you so much for those of you who listen outside of his wife and uh, us. So thank you so much for those who listening, you know, thank you. We're just keep on giving out the content and hopefully you like it. Right, John? Yeah, exactly. It's been a lot of fun for us and I hope it is for you too. Yeah. And we're learning too. So, you know, hopefully at some point we'll find a way to just find a way to really explore and talk to our audience, you know, as it gets bigger. So just stay along for the ride and we'll, we'll uh, keep on getting this out. But uh, never apologize, Chris. It's a sign of weakness. You know, (laughs) that's why you're the strongest one in this, in this relationship. You wear the (laughs) pants. Clearly you are the beta. (laughs) I am the beta when it comes to apologizing, but everything else. I dominate. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is a very odd working relationship you and I have, but it's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is now an awkward conversation. This and is where we end things, Chris. This is where we end things. You know, if only, wait, we talked about this. It, we're like Wanda and vision and you are, you are vision and I'm Wanda. A- am I real? You know what, honey, you could be whatever you want. <gasps> yes that's how open our relationship is you could be whatever you want to be just don't don't you don't you cross me or i'll find you oh my god i know there's that uh wedding crashers reference for you <laughs> but anyways uh we will see you next week everyone for our review of wandavision episode four bye, bye.